All right, hey everybody, this is Ashley. And this is Aaron. Fuck <laughs> these notes. Aaron, look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to this week's mini-sode of A A Perspective. Perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm Aaron. Yay, and welcome back guys. Thank you so much for joining us another week. We appreciate it as always. Um, slight disclaimer, I'm a little sick again. I know y'all probably thinking, bitch, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just sinuses. I thought I would go ahead and throw it out there right now in case I sound just a little bit stopped up doing this mini so You guys will know why. But I am pushing through. I'm here. And yay. Shoot, so. Most people around the world should know that one day in their neighborhood is 50 degrees and the next day is 75 and the next thing you know is 25 and then the one right. day it's snowing and then rain and snow. Like, that just messes with people's... Uh, <sighs> I think we all and are dealing with something no matter where you are. True. And I want y'all to know that no matter what the temperature is, when it's winter, I still wear a coat. So that's not the reason that I still, you know, <laughs> I'm signing like this. I still keep my coat on because my grandma warned me about walking pneumonia. So... And I've seen Why people not? with shorts on that, that weekend oh. in New York when it was it was only like sixty it was only like sixty, 60 some something. degrees. Yeah. People had yes. on shorts because that was like hot for some people. It yeah, like Rock and them had a competition at work to see who can get the most pictures of people like in shorts and sandals. I think it was what? shorts and sandals. <laughs> yes. And she was out snapping like we actually saw people in flip flops. It was I mean, ridiculous. But anyway. Guess what? No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Aaron, before we get started, why don't you go ahead and tell the people what a mini-sode is? A mini-sode is a smaller version of our full-length episode. We typically just take one portion of our regular episode, right? And we just dig a little deeper. So, or we, we just focus on that and dig a little deeper. Uh, 20 minutes or less, hopefully. Not really, but we oh, still really. say it. So, <laughs> no, we did good, though. Yes, 20 minutes or less. Because that one week was like 13 minutes. Oh. And that... And that is a mini-sode. And that is a mini-sode. All right, so what do we talk about this week? What's our mini-sode on this week? So there are a couple of things that I want to talk about that at first I thought could be, like, different perspectives that I could, you know, use as topics when we do our full-length episodes. But the more I was thinking about them, I want to, like, address them now while they're still in my brain. I really have only written down questions, no, and haven't really thought about them. So this week's mini-sode is sort of many perspectives. And okay. I have a few questions or a few thoughts. They're not even questions, more so thoughts sometimes. Some of them are just thoughts. Anyway, I have some thoughts right. and I have some questions. And that's what we're going to use. I mean, that's what we're going to do. Respond to them. Okay. Let's we'll get it. One. We can edit. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. The first one is a question. Is there ever a justifiable reason to get into a fight over an ex? To get into a fight over an ex? Like a physical fight? Well, a fight. Argument. It doesn't necessarily have to be physical. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Just for clarification. Fighting with their new significant other? Is that uh, who I'm fighting with? Or like... Sure. Okay, I'm just I'll tell you the story. No. Where it came from. It came from... <laughs> okay. 
it came it slightly came from the whole meek nikki situation so oh is there God. ever and not, and not <laughs> but i don't but not speaking directly to that situation but it makes it, it for our listeners it helps to uh, focus in on is there ever a justifiable reason to get right. into a fight over an ex no i'm gonna say no i think anyway depending on who, i mean no matter what the situation is i'm just gonna say no okay. because for what oh okay so the other side there's another reason a part of why this question came i forgot where i was what i was watching or who i was discussing it with it was one of those things but they're the topic of even though we're not together if my ex needs me and calls me right like i'm there no questions asked and i'm gonna handle the situation how i need to so so almost opposite ends of that of that is there ever a justifiable reason to get into a fight over an ex right whether it's the nikki meek situation or or it's a situation where your ex calls you because they feel like they need you in that moment that's kind of like a difference that that's more so of like a how far are you willing that, to me that's more like a ride or die type question but if you're willing to go ex, throw, like, if you're willing you, to go get into a I'm physical not, fight I mean, or an argument no, or a, or, a, or a, i'm not even willing to do that though like if they call me in mm-hmm. a moment where and especially if it's with a new significant other hell no bitch no i'm not coming over there and doing anything like you can talk to me about it. But what if, if it's cool not like your significant that. other? What if it's not the significant other? That's what I'm saying. Is there ever oh, that's, a okay, okay. Now, Is there ever see, a see, I, I feel reason? like there you would have to get deeper with that because if they I mean if they're an ex but we cool or whatever and they in some shit like where they need me to have their back, yes. Like, you know me. I mean, anybody can get it. You if you call, me. they could get it. You know you, you know, know me. me. But I'm, I'm not but I mean it oh, would I really have to be exes, something huh? with like Huh. Aaron, don't start that shit. So, don't, don't start lying up here. I'll turn all this off. <laughs> That's all right. I'm ed- I'm editing this week. I'll cut that shit out. You right. Go ahead. <laughs> Lord, you know my thought. Um. Oh, God. I told you I can't get too excited. That's why I get the coughing. Chill out. But son. that's Chill what out. I want. <laughs> But that, but that does make me go like, I mean, that's, I mean, it is, it, it is a really broad question. In some, in some ways, you could think it's a too broad of a question because is there ever a justifiable reason to get into a fight over an ex? Like, I mean, so what's your yeah. answer? <sighs> yes, just because there's a possible, I, I can see there being some situation or scenario that I can't think of, and I don't want to like not give that the opportunity to pop up in a moment. What I'm thinking of now, like the examples that we've given, I no, no. The examples that we've given, my answer is no, but I believe there's something more or or that I'm missing that I may find justifiable. So there we go. Okay. Yeah, man, I don't okay. care. Because if, we, if, if we've broken up, you calling me, you calling me to come. Yeah. We not, See, like, that's a, if we ain't cool, the fuck you calling me for? That's my response. Okay. okay. What you want? <laughs> and? <laughs> I, almost, I almost says, I ain't gonna, question two. <laughs> All right. So the, <laughs> next, the next topic or area of discussion. <sighs> It is being heartbroken versus being ego broken. Do you believe there's a difference? Can you see a difference? How does that, how do you tell when it's one versus the other? And I can explain Say that again. Ego driven or what? No, heartbroken versus being uh ego broken. So I think it, mm, I, I don't know how to necessarily decipher between the two. Well, I guess it could be all in, like, how you feel when it's all said and done. Like, what are you more focused on? Like, are you more focused on the fact that you got played, you know, or how it, you know, what it made you look like in front of somebody or other people or, you know, that type of thing. Like, a, a almost like a control type of thing. Like, you didn't get to control the narrative, so maybe you feel some type of way. So, that could be ego. Um, heartbroken, I think, is just... 
I mean, everybody deals with heartbreak different. So I'll say for me, it's that uh, sometimes not wanting to get out of the bed, crying randomly, crying over certain songs or uh, being emotional, Emily, like really focused on, you know, what happened? Why didn't it work out? What did I do wrong? What did they do wrong? Could it be fixed? You know, that type of thing. But that's just my personal um, opinion. But I also believe that maybe in every heartbreak, it, it could be both, you know, because you could actually be in love with somebody and really be heartbroken and still be feeling some type of way about how they made you feel and how, you know, if they made a fool of you in front of everybody, like, Oh, prime example, Sex in the City. Is it Sex and the City or Sex in the City? I always forget. Anyway, <laughs> Sex in the City, the movie, when Mr. Big didn't show up and Carrie got out that car and she beat him with them flowers and she said, I am humiliated because she cared in that moment how she looked in front of like New York because, you know, all these people are coming to this wedding and and now you're not showing up. I'm humiliated by this. I, I put myself out there to you. I can't believe I, you know, whatever. But she was still like in love with Big. Like, you know, she was heartbroken because of everything they had and everything that they had been through. And then boom, he just, you know, didn't See, the show way up. You, the way you describe that scene makes me sound like ego. Ego broken, not heartbroken. When... Yeah, that's why I said. That's why I brought up her being humiliated. Like, that okay, was yeah, yeah, that was that, 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 that was ego. Yeah, yeah, that like that's what I yes, yes, that's what I hear. Like, so how? But I was saying, but I was using that as an example. Like, but she was still heartbroken because she really was in love with Big. Like, she wasn't just upset that he made her look stupid at the end of the day. You know, that wasn't the main focus. Like, she was both. She was heartbroken and ego broken. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Nah, I see. I see just heart. I just see ego broken. I see ego. Broken. Just in, are you looking at the whole picture or just? I'm not talking about just that one scene Aaron like I'm talking about as a whole but I used that one scene to point out how like in that moment she was ego broken but she was both like overall yes okay yes y you know, yeah it, okay I didn't see him that way when you first said it but yes I think in that you describing that scene is, is specifically to me ego broken uh in the larger context of like the episode the series the, the show series whatever the life of sex in the city mm -hmm. well you know what no no do i think she was heartbroken i mean huh so let me tell you why part i don't even remember the, where this came from now but how it was somewhat phrased to me which i thought would be an interesting topic to discuss is when you say ego broken it is like something you've done or an act that something yes yeah, some action makes me feel some kind of way, right? Something you've done towards me or, yeah, makes me look stupid or when you do something and I feel embarrassed, like all of the descriptions, right? But when you say heartbroken, it's like your action or decision has uh, impacted the relationship. It's, it's not okay. even about you. It's more about whatever the action or decision or expression, whatever, impacts the relationship. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't directly just impact me, and there. And that to me made me go. I can see the difference now between being ego broken. We sometimes want to say we're heartbroken because we sometimes want to classify us as being heartbroken. Really, it's our ego. That's true. That's a good point. Right now, your ego yeah. being broken may contribute to the demise of the relationship, but that's really still being led by your ego. Right, like that is that scenario still being led by your ego. Uh, yeah, which then may just. I guess now I'm just thinking about this, like. Does that is that why a lot of relationships don't or not a lot, but a good number of relationships don't succeed, right? When there's a problem is because it's more about their ego being hurt and less than the relationship. If oh, you can yeah, put your sure ego to the side, can you build on the relationship, right? Can you can right. you work on the relationship to get it to a place that you're willing to like live with, you know, still continue to grow Ooh, with Oh, that's her. like you know, that to me, that's almost like somebody cheating, right? Like, you know, cheating is not a deal breaker for everybody, right? So some people can get cheated on 
and continue to try to move forward because it's not about an ego thing where some people like cheating is a deal breaker, you know, like you, you got me out here looking stupid, you know, that's, that's, that could be like an ego thing. I don't know. I'm just yeah. thinking as we talking. Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah. That was a good one. Huh. So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. The next sort of thing or topic is a question and it's how do you get out of an emotional affair? Uh, I think the easiest answer, but not the easiest thing to do, one of those easier said than done things is just to cut all communication. Like you have to, because once you're emotionally tied to someone, and I'm assuming that you use the fair, so it's not, whatever. When you're emotionally tied to someone, I don't see communicating uh, as healthy when you're trying to break off from it. So I think breaking all communication would be the best way to cut that off because you're still going to be like, you're still going to have feelings for that person. You know, you'll still have to deal with that every day. Uh, But in talking to them, I think doesn't help with you trying to move past those feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cause uh, and I'd even add, it's not even just cutting off. Well, yeah, cutting off all communication, right? Not just texting and talking, but any sort of interaction, right? Physical interaction that you have with that person. um, Mm -hmm. With, uh, and I'm not talking sexual because that's different. Emotional affairs, like right. yes, maybe you all go to the same church or you go, you're in the same class, right? In the way that they and 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 you see them, right? Like you have to cut off any sort of interaction that draws you closer to that person. And yeah, so uh, Ooh, that's tough. But when I hear you say easier said than done, I wonder why is it easier said than done to just cut someone off? Yeah, oh, that's because really when what... you have an emotional connection with someone, it's not that's not something that you want to just like cut off. You know, there's something about that person that makes you feel good, like, and there there are feelings there. And I mean, and like you said, it's not just sexual. So I'm I'm just gonna use like me and you as an example. I couldn't see myself like just saying waking up tomorrow and be like. I ain't talking to Aaron ass no more. And then never talking to you again, like without it being an actual struggle, without me not wanting to like pick up the phone and call you and kiki about something or tell you about something. Like when you build that type of connection with someone um, and you have genuine feelings of love for them and they, and you appreciate what they bring to your life. To me, it's not easy to just up and let that go cold turkey. Even if it's easier for the other, for someone else and not you, like it doesn't mean that it's still not hard for them. Like it's still not a struggle. It just <clears throat> maybe they're you know um, what's the word I'm looking for? Their will is just a little bit stronger, or maybe they're just that type of a stronger person in dealing with things like that. You know, like I I don't I mean I don't want to say to make you sound cold or anything, but I think that if you needed to, you know, if you felt like it was best for your peace that you could stop talking to me, I would say to me, but I don't think that it would be easy for you like on an everyday basis that you, your mind wouldn't wander to, let me pick up this Are phone. Are you talking about me and you like in real life, me and you? Yeah, I'm talking about me and you, real but, life, okay. me and you. I think, that's a, I think that is a horse of another color. That is a totally yeah, different conversation. But, like, it's when not I, though. Emotional it's really affair, not. an emotional affair would imply that like I would say that we you have, and I have I mean, in a rate but that that would imply that you and I have a relationship that Robin's not aware of, right? Because what? you are in okay, a okay, but you said it's affair, not sexual, so I was a, looking at right, okay, but okay. I said emotional affair though. I was I I mean unless oh, I well. didn't say I said an emotional affair, right? When you're having an affair, that's something to me hidden. The one that you're actually in a committed relationship with is not aware of, um, or or they or they or they don't like it, right? Like it goes against 
your relationship. Okay, well, you I and I you having like you a said, dis- you and I. Well, Robin, Robin don't like us talking either. Then so what? No. <laughs> Uh, I mean, no, we did I date. I keep saying it. I said it Aaron, twice now. Again, with these lies, I will cut his off. What are we at? 19? Oh, that'll be it. That'll be... Anyway. No, I had started talking about us because I was looking beyond... When you said something about it being more than sex, I just, you know, I went beyond that. But yes, yeah, so let me focus back on affair. Um, who? So, no, it is not easy. Oh, wait, just to note, I don't know what... I don't know what's easy or hard until I'm confronted with the moment as it relates to topics like that. Oh, don't try true. to take, don't try to make me that cold hearted. Oh no. I I'm like not, to make. See, and that's why I said I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't trying to make you cold. Blake, Blake, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get back to the topic of hand here. What, All right. Just, emotional let's get back affairs. To the topic. Uh, emotional affairs. I mean, it's just, it, I don't think it's easy when you have an emotional connection with someone. Bottom line, it's not easy to cut it off, but I do think that is the most, um, that, that that's the best way to proceed forward, to be able to move on. If you're actually trying to break that connection, then you're gonna have to cut all ties. Like, I just do not think it's possible to keep the person in your life and have any type of relationship with them if you're actively trying to let them go. Because every time you talk to them or see them, it's gonna stir up those feelings and then boom, you write back, to square one on your back. So, there you go. <laughs> I, I was about to no. get real serious to you said that too. Uh, oh, God. No, okay, I agree with most of what you say. What I think is missing in this conversation, at least what I think is missing from that, is like the lack of consideration for the person that you're actually cheating on, right? Having the affair on. And is that not like... When I hear easier said than done, I totally get it. There are aspects of my life probably that are easier said than done for me that are like that are totally like not even a thing for someone else. So I can empathize in that way. But what I can't seem to wrap my head around is like if you're in a committed relationship and like where does that person come into play? Like when do you start to consider that person that relationship versus like it's easier said than done to cut that person off because like i really like them so then you must not like your relationship like that's where i start to see the disconnect like at what point do you have to prioritize what what you value in order to make the right decision and if you could have seen my face when you first brought that up i mean to me my answer to that at to me at this point if i'm having an emotional affair i've already said fuck my relationship maybe i don't know but if you're trying to end it but i'm saying if you're if you're thinking about ending it right like if you're at the point of saying, I want to end this affair, you maybe you're still... You could be ending it because you want to make your relationship work, or, you know, maybe you're ending it because you decided that I need to focus on what I have at home and stop venturing out from that. But I think the final decision of breaking off an emotional connection is is down to the person that wants to break it. And why, like, I don't think that, I don't think that the person that they're already in a relationship is considered in that decision because they weren't... To me, you've already considered the person that you're in a relationship and you've decided that your urge or your emotional connection with this other person is stronger than that. So you've acted on it and now you're trying to break off at the, the moment that you made the reason. action. I get, I agree up until I agree that the moment that you decided to cheat on that person, like you, you, everything you said, I agree with, but once you decide, once you start having a different conversation with yourself, right? Like there's a shift going on. You're no longer prioritizing that relationship, that affair over your, your spouse or your boyfriend whatever your committed relationship is, right? You're start, you want to you wanna get back to, to putting that first because getting back mm-hmm. to putting that first ends the affair, the, 
ends the affair. But so then to me, they, they should be a part of the rationale, right? A part of the rationale in what way though? Like in a way that I no longer want to have this affair because I'm focusing on my partner and getting this relationship back together or saying that I'm not, I'm not going to deal with this person anymore because solely because of my partner. Like, I mean, what? Well, not solely, but I'm thinking when I say they should be a part of the rationale, like they should be a part of the equation that makes it easier to do, not just easier said. Oh, okay. And, Um, and I think that, that to me seems like it's, it's not, maybe it's not intentional, which is the issue. It's not intentional, right? Like that they're not thought of in those moments Mm -hmm. because I can't imagine, or maybe I can, right? Someone going back and forth between texting that person, calling that person, right? Like wanting to uh, scratch that itch that they've decided they didn't want to scratch and not thinking about the one that they're with, the one that they're laying next to, right? Like not considering that relationship that they're so invested in now, Maybe it's just a lack of judgment, right? I mean, a lack of consideration in the moment. That is where, but that is what I mean when I say, right? Like, they should just be more thoughtful, more con- more incorporated into the rationale. Whatever I said. I mean, I think okay. Well, my just my response to that is, I think it depends on the person. I think it depends on the situation, and I think you never know what you're going to be thinking or what you'll do until you're actually in that space. So. Another reason why I'm saying I mean, I think it's it's very easy to say you should think about this, you know, that, you know, you should be thinking about your partner instead of thinking about scratching that itch. I think it's different sometimes. Well, not even your partner. Maybe that's just one-sided. But, like, you should be thinking about the relationship that you're trying to keep together. Aaron, chances are. Well, see, it depends. Gosh. It depends. It depends. I, I just that's a deeper conversation because okay. I was about I was about to start getting into something about this thing that I just read the other day about how, um, you know, monogamy. What if monogamy is not um, the way the world is supposed to be? And that's a deeper conversation. And, you know, people aren't able to realize or maybe people aren't ready to have that conversation. Like, it, I don't know. It, t- yeah, t- I think that it's totally a fair question a totally fair thought right like the the whole yes the concept of monogamy right like in these moments and but i also think that choice and free will right is is very present and and gives almost more Mm -hmm. and it almost expands the box more than if we decided that monogamy wasn't uh like the standard um and we don't exercise that free will and that choice that we have now we put ourselves in a tighter box that makes some of these in terms of not having a conversation with the person that you want to be with that says I can't be, it can't just be me and you in the bedroom. But I, but I totally hear what you're saying too, that the, the, the details matter in certain cases. Yes. All right. I only got okay. One, I only got one more, one more. Oh, here we go. Grand finale. Yeah, I think I got one more. We're going to see, because this one is very interesting. Um, okay, well, you told the people 30 minutes or less. I just want to remind uh, okay. you. So this next one, I'll just tell you what I wrote. What is the dream or calling on your life, right? And what are you doing currently that aligns with that? Or to find out, or to get, find the answer to that question? Huh, that would have to be, a, I don't know. That would have to be like a follow-up question because I would have to take some time. Although I will say that I, there is a part of me that gets joy from the work that I do do now, which is in the legal field. Um, maybe I would like a different aspect of it i think that my calling is to be in this field but maybe just in a different aspect but i do enjoy the work that i do now oh this is this is this might be it this is a topic a deeper because i go i so i hear that 
and 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 believe I actually believe that. I think what I what I would ask you is, but what do you do there that makes that that makes you gives you that feeling? Because the legal field is just the the category, the profession, right? Like what you're doing now is just a job. What are you actually doing mm-hmm. there that's feeding you in that way? Oh, I would say. Um, and by the way, when I said I, I when I by the way when I when I said earlier I didn't have questions, I had questions didn't necessarily have answers. This was probably I think this was the only one. This might have been the one that made me think that because I didn't. Yeah, this probably should have been it. the one that you read to me before <laughs> the show. But um, I would say off the cuff, um, I know a lot of my day is spent drafting um pleadings motions and stuff like that um and i'll say i appreciate it although at times it can be tedious but i appreciate um what it teaches me and the little peek behind uh the legal system i feel like it expands my uh my knowledge you know because there are things like for what we do Maybe I would say 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been doing or I wouldn't have known anything about this or, you know, kind of going into this blind uh, into this field. Um, but I would say today, the the knowledge that I've learned from it, I can take and actually apply into my everyday life to help me make better choices uh, for my future. Um, so, yeah, I would say that. I mean, that part about or that part of what I do at work is uh, it brings me joy. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not like a... I feel like I'm getting something back out of it other than just my paycheck every two weeks. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I think the the last part of this question... It, actually, let me not do that. Let me be thoughtful about what I'm going to say. Lord. <laughs> the... I think one aspect that I'm willing to discuss now is uh, recognizing my desire to... Uh, explore and not just in terms of willing to travel or go somewhere but also uh if there's a google is like boy if i could invest in google i would right because my when things happen in the moment i'm willing and curious to explore it more it's sort of even you know when we talk about getting into youtube holes or facebook holes like i get into like a google hole and so i think and the reason why i'm saying that is because i believe that i always find a bit of I always find a piece of new information, right, or a nugget that I'm able to share with someone else, and that excites me. The ability to learn something new and share that knowledge with someone else or some entity. Uh, okay. Yeah. And that is sort of what I'm exploring now, or at least that's like yeah, one of the things I'm going to talk about, right? Like that I'm exploring is what does that mean to be intentional about that uh, versus it just happening and now in my reflections I'm able to see that that's sort of been the pattern. Right. Like, how does that shift? Uh, What does that shift look like? And how much more can I be impactful in that way when I'm more intentional about the things that I'm doing that I've been doing haphazardly? Yeah. Mm. I don't even know if I'm saying half this stuff right, but just sort of. Yes, that is off the cuff thinking. You're right. So Uh, it's kind of like teaching you something about yourself, too. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe when I listen back. (laughs) Right now, I'm like, uh, right now I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, I do think it's good that when you when you're working, that you are like also feeding yourself at the same time. You know, like nobody wants to go to work. Like, I mean, the majority of Americans go to work for a paycheck, but nobody wants to go to work to just get a paycheck. Like, some people like to 
you know, get something out of it. And not everybody likes what they do. So I consider it, you know, a blessing, I guess, as my grandmother would put it. Um, well, some people do only to go to work, go to work and like Because the paycheck do. is what allows them to do what they want to do. I, t- I never forget that yeah, day that CeCe and I were in D.C. one weekend. And um, and uh, Rob came up to us in, in, in Busboys and Poets. And he was talking about his career and all that jazz at that moment. He had just been in D.C. not that long. And ultimately, like, long story short, is he said, do what you have to do to get to like get the money right do what you have to do to 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 get the best job get the highest paycheck because that allows you then to do what you want to do um and so some people do go to work just for the money right like that is that is not where they find their happiness that is only the thing that allows them to feed their happiness it's only i don't know but i think there's something to be said when you're getting uh financially fed and mentally physically fed from the same source definitely so Okay. All right. I just got one more. This one's going to be quick. We're going to like just, I think, because I really got two more. We just hit the 40 minute mark. Girl, we got edits and stuff for days. Like, oh, mm -hmm. all right. Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Two more, but we're going to make these quick. What does the shift, what does the shift, what does the shift from surviving to thriving look like to you? How do you know when you transition from one to the other? Okay. You want me to go first? I'm thriving right now because oh. I have come to a place that I am not going to cut you out for not telling me this question before. We like these that question and that last question you could have definitely gave me before the, the show. Talk about something. I didn't even oh, think about those. Well, actually, I hadn't even looked at those. So now I, you're throwing stuff in that you're not even prepared for. That not now I'm not prepared for. It. And now none I'm of us are. Volume on my <laughs> microphone again. Look at me yelling. Uh, no, you can answer first. Oh, I mean, I don't have an answer, so we're going to be fishing this out too. Um, but I mean, that's that's whatever. That's that's welcome to a perspective. <laughs> uh, I actually don't know what the shift looks like in your body. Like, how do you feel that shift from surviving to thriving? Uh, and a part of why I don't know that is because I, I I don't always stop and assess. I mean, we've talked about this before on the show. Like, I don't always stop and assess. I usually like uh complete and move on to the next and so uh it makes me less aware of how i feel about things in moments uh in moments like these i guess um but i do think like when you're able but i but i guess i could say if we're talking monetarily i think one way one could tell when they're no longer surviving versus like thriving is when uh they go to when they go someplace to eat and they actually look at the menu they actually look at what's on the menu versus the prices first Mm, that's good i think that's one way that i can just think of off the top of my head uh i got my way (laughs) uh ah man i really you know what we might have to we're gonna have to explore this one later because i really want to put some thought into that into that thriving body thing. Yeah, man. But I, that, that'll be my one way for this, for this episode. What about you? Um, I will say for me, it's having all my bills paid and still having money left over after bills are paid. Not balling, but having bills. I mean, but having money left over and not having other bills that I have to worry about. How am I going to pay that? Because I don't have the money for it. So, um, oh, in the words of John Legend, um, no, well, he sang it, but anyway, no more Robin Peters so we can pay Paul going to Mama's house to make a phone call. No, we don't have to struggle at all. Ah, uh, what song is that? Why that do at I the, know um, that? <sighs> you know it. Um, live it up. We can go crazy. I swear that is me and Robin's song. Can you sing that at the um anniversary? Oh, okay. Yes. I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just gonna yes. build on that and say when you're when a part of when a part of your bill paying is paying yourself by saving. 
that to me okay. is like in that I, i'm just building on top of what you're saying like, like when you're paying your bills and you still got money left over but a part of your bills are is you paying yourself and making sure that you're saving money so or investing yeah what is that li- i'm gonna have to go listen to this you know john legend Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know this. Before we get to this last one, so I don't know if you ever Google on not Google, but when you're on Apple Music, if you ever click on the browse and like let it tell you what your favorites are. Yeah. Oh, when wow. I when I tell you they play songs that I don't even think of anymore, but are like when I hear them, full on concerts. Like they are so good. Like it just reminds yeah. me of like it reminds me of seasons. Like I can tell I listen to you know certain songs or albums in in chunks and then move on. Anyway, all right, so let's get to this last one. And the last one is, what does it look like to rebuild trust that was broken? What does it look like to rebuild trust once it's been broken? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like... Ugh. Like, what are the things that... Like, yeah, what does it look like? Yeah, what does it look like? I, I want to leave that open. It just looks like hard... I mean, it, it looks like hard work, but it also looks like dedication. Because if you want to rebuild the trust, then you're going to do what it takes to put in the work. Uh, and make the necessary changes or do the necessary things that you have to do to make sure it works. And so with that, it's going to have to be a little dedication to actually wanting it to work, dedication to yourself and dedication to your partner to um, repave that foundation, man, because you want to get it all nice and smooth again before you start to build on it. So it looks like time, conversations, dedication, and a lot of communication. Did I say communication? A lot of communication. And I'm going to add vulnerability. I think there's a level of vulnerability that you have to have when you decide to rebuild trust with someone, especially. Oh, so you're gonna take all my answers and then just add your little sauce. Oh, on top of it. I, I'm. I'm oh, I can. I'm gonna expand. Trust me. I'm. Oh, oh, they know. They know. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I think I am. I don't know. I agree with what you're saying. Like, uh, but the, I want to start with vulnerability because what I because when you decide to, especially if you're the one, well, not especially. When one reason why I wanted to start with that is because when you are the one who did not break the trust but had it broken, you have to be vulnerable and open to the fact that it may happen again with this person. And mm-hmm. uh, and when you are the person that broke the trust, I think you have to be vulnerable in how you uh, vulnerable in in how you respond to their moments of uh, moments when they have flashbacks, right? When, when they when they sort of act in a way that's reminiscent of them being uh, upset. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I'm saying like the language is yeah. This these last no, ones are right. definitely I, like yeah. so. Uh, like th- that to me is important. Yes, I do think it's hard work, but nothing in life, right? Like when the saying goes, you know, right? Nothing in life that comes that comes easy is worth having, right? So it takes hard work in order to truly get the things that you want. Uh, so with that in mind, if that's true and you believe that, then it, then and you believe in this relationship that you want to get back or this person and whatever it is that you all had, i.e. the trust, then yes, it's going to take some hard work. I think the other thing is like intention. You have to be intentional about wanting this to work. I think you have to be clear with yourself about why you want this to work too. And sometimes I think that's missing. Uh, when I've been in conversation with other people and even when I've been in conversation with myself at various moments, uh, I don't know if I've always asked the like, why? In a way that's like being true to myself. More so am I trying to convince myself by having certain thoughts or saying certain things in order to get back with this person. Um, mm. hmm. You got to take that time to consider, is it ego or is it my heart? Mm-hmm. Are you ego broken or are you heart broken, right? Like, mm-hmm. huh, you better wrap it all the way. You be- well, that's all I got Full to circle. say. <laughs> Full circle, baby. Full circle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but trust, trust is hard to repair, but it's not impossible. 
Is it not? I mean, but I do agree that it's. A, I don't think it's impossible. We're not diving into that. I think we've already talked about that topic too, though. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's impossible. And I'm not sure. You know, now I want to go back and see what I said before, because you know, time. It, time. It could. I think what maybe six months ago. And you know, time. It'll change your perspective on things. You never know hey. how you'll react to a situation until you're in it. So yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, does that wrap up our fun little pop questions tonight? Yeah, pop up video. I'm done talking. Oh, I wish we had some. Oh, mm. Now he done talking, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we're cutting him off. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another mini Thank you. As always, we really appreciate you guys. The feedback, the love, the hanging in there with us. Mm-hmm. It is all appreciated. And if you want to chime in on any of the topics that we discussed today, please reach out to us. Find us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective, no E at the end at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people as well. We genuinely appreciate the support that you give us. Always appreciate the comments and feedback that you give us. And it's because of you that we continue to grow. So Tell five people and tell them to tell five people. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We really hope you have a great week. I promise I won't sound like this next time. So remember, and you see that? Because I'm having a positive perspective. And remember, Yay. if you change your perspective. You can change your outcome. Hey. Bye. Da, da, da. Mm.